Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast. Table Flippers is an outreach of Greater Works Christian Church here in Lancaster, California. I am your host, Robert Enos, along with Chippy the Chipmunk. If it wasn't for me, no one would listen to this show. It's all about Chippy. Get ready to be challenged, to be confronted with truth and reality, and get ready for a revolution. It's found at Table Flippers. Oh, boy. Here we go again. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. It is a beautiful day here in sunny Southern California. The weather is getting cooler, so the nights are more and more chilly. And even though it's a good day and a beautiful day in this regard, It's also a very, very, very sad day, and actually it's been more than just a day, it's been a sad month in many regards. As you know by now, I'm sure, Hamas terrorists have attacked Israel, and now Israel is fighting back. That is not necessarily new news, but the thing that gets me is much of the world is celebrating and standing with the Palestinians, thus the Hamas terrorists. Hamas is, well, the, if you will, the government of Palestine, the Palestinians, the Gaza Strip. And although it wasn't the civilians necessarily, nonetheless, it was still people from that area and that region that marched into Israel and slaughtered many people. To this, quite frankly, we should be supporting Israel. We should be supporting their fight against these terrorists. We should be supporting them in every possible way. But what the world is doing, unfortunately, and I'm not saying everybody, because not I'm certainly not celebrating Hamas, nor the Palestinians, who allowed this to happen. I am standing with Israel. As a matter of fact, on my pickup truck, in the very back window, I got some of those uh, glass markers, and I said, I stand with Israel with a with the Star of David, and then on the back windows on the sides, I did the same thing. I ordered a big Israeli flag. I had other ones around here somewhere, but since our move, I can't find all my flags. So nonetheless, I had to order a new uh, Israeli flag that's going to be going up somewhere, maybe on the back of my truck, um, because this whole thing is ridiculous. And a lot of people are saying, well, you know, it's an apartheid state. Well, it sort of is but not on the part of Israel. See, the people that think that Israel is keeping the Palestinians uh, separated from them, they have no idea really what's going on over there whatsoever. They're buying into and believing the propaganda, and it's absolute nonsense. Because, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't want to believe anybody else, believe first-hand witnesses. I've been to Israel several times. I've been uh, not necessarily, when I say at the gate, like, at the fence or at the gate like I'm trying to get through but I've seen it I've witnessed it I've been part of it I was near the northern border where the where Syria was bombing one of their own buildings very close to the border fence this is the Syrians bombing Syrians so I see what their neighbors are like I've been in places where we've seen the wall which is there's not much wall it's actually fence I've seen where the, the Israelis allow Palestinians, the people from the Gaza Strip, into Israel, whether to work or to shop, uh, things of that nature. But it's not the other way around. 
the uh, Palestinians, the, Gaza, the people in Gaza, do not let the Israelis in. And the Israelis don't even go or want to go because they know once they cross that border, they're, they're not going to be protected by the IDF and those in Israel, and their life is on the line. They could be murdered because that's unfortunately the way, not all, not all, but many of these people are. And so when I see people, um, st- I stand with Palestine, end the apartheid, all that nonsense. It's like you guys are so absolutely ignorant and you've bought into that whole propaganda set up by the left. Ladies and gentlemen, you know how I come on here and almost every episode I'm telling you just how wicked the Democrats are. Well, it's not just Democrats per se, because in this one, many of the Democrats are going, um, what do we do with this? We can't deny what's happening over there anymore. We can't hide it. We can't um, shuffle those papers to the bottom of the deck, so to speak. The world is, being, is seeing this. And it's sick that still many in the world see what's going on, see the truth, hear the truth, understand the truth. And they're still saying, well, I stand with the Palestinians. This is unbelievable to me, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, unbelievable what I'm seeing, especially what I'm seeing here in America, the United States of America, on, uh, especially on our colleges. Um, you know, here I'm, I'm of the, if you don't know what's going on in many of our colleges throughout the United States, there are these pro-Palestinian rallies. One of the colleges, I couldn't even believe this, but one of the colleges, they weren't just saying we stand with Palestine. They were saying genocide to Israel, genocide to the Jewish people. I'm not so sure they understand what a genocide is, but whether they understand it or not, what they were doing was calling for the extermination of all Jews. Now, I'm sure most of those young people are just caught up in the moment because, you know, I don't know what it is with young people needing to be part of some kind of movement, even when they don't even understand what the movement is all about. And I believe that's what's happening, at least here in America on our college campuses. These kids don't even know what's going on, don't even know what it's about. But hey, their buddy down there or this guy over here or the cute girl or whatever it is, you know, hey, come to a rally with me. You know, it's like, come on, you guys. Um... I, I, I'm so just bewildered by what's happening. And, and many of them are calling for the absolute extermination of all Jewish people. And they call that support of the Palestinians. This is, this is so strange to me. It's absolutely so strange to me. And they're saying, well, well, you know, Israel needs to do a ceasefire. They need to stop. Why? I'm just, I'm just you know, I'm, why? If somebody, let's, let's kind of bring it down to something a little bit closer. So assuming somebody snuck into your house or broke into your house and just started killing your family, just killing them, brutally killing them, chopping off your children's heads, uh, shooting and raping grandma, those types of things. And you are then put in a position where you're able to defend them or go after these people that murdered them. Wouldn't you want to do that? Wouldn't you want to stop it once and for all? So not only will they pay, these people will pay for their crimes against your own family, but they will never, ever, ever be able to um, do this kind of wickedness towards you or anybody else ever again. I don't know about you. If, if, if you don't have that in you, you're an absolute, complete, total coward and a waste of human flesh and breath to think that if somebody was to come into your home and start murdering your family right in front of you 
And then suddenly that you had the ability to defend them, to stop it, and to bring those people to justice. And if you just sat on your hands, you are the worst kind of coward. That's why all of these young people in these colleges and all of these uh, pro-Palestinian rallies, they're all a bunch of cowards. They're a bunch of cowards that are siding with murderers, torturers, and siding with some of the most evil people on the planet. Because, ladies and gentlemen, they say, oh, we're standing up for the Palestinians. Okay, there's a lot of decent Palestinians that don't want this war. This we all know. But where does Hamas come from? The same very people. And I have this question. And I do know they've, they've interviewed some people and they're very, you know, in Palestine, in Gaza, in that part of the world, and they're disgusted with Hamas verbally. So why didn't they do something six months ago? Or a year ago. Why didn't they alert the community, alert Israel? Why didn't they alert some authorities? When Hamas was coming in there and building their army headquarters, their military headquarters under a hospital, where was the civilians standing up and saying, no, you're not going to do that here? When they were setting up rocket launching sites in schools and in neighborhoods and in, in apartment complexes, why didn't the citizens that in that region stand up and say, enough's enough, you're not going to do this. So don't get me wrong, um, I still believe that many, uh, maybe not all, but many of them were, we don't want this, but they didn't do anything to stop it either. I mean, I'm just saying that if, if some terrorists moved in down the street from me or next door, and I watched them carrying in bombs, bomb-making materials, rocket launchers, uh, AK-47s and stuff, somebody's going to be at least alerted. And if I alerted the officials, the the sheriff's department, the FBI, whoever it is, and they did nothing, I'm thinking they just might be visited in the middle of the night with a bunch of hooded people, you know, cleaning up their neighborhood. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that that might happen. So why didn't any of that happen? So I'm just I'm just curious about all these wonderful good residents of Gaza Strip. Well, where were they? It's easy to cry out now when Israel's in there bombing uh, Hamas and Hamas is using the civilians <clears throat> as human shields. It's easy for them to say that now, but why didn't they say this a year ago? Why didn't they say this six months ago? Why didn't they say this when Hamas came in and says, hey, we're going to be your government? No, you're not. Get out of here. So anyways, I, I just wonder at that, ladies and gentlemen. It's one of those things that I think about, you know, inquiring minds want to know. And my mind is inquiring. But for those of you who still want to give Hamas a, um, <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the benefit of the doubt. I just want to read to you. I have a couple, <clears throat> excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. I have a couple of short articles here. One from Daily Wire and one from... Uh, what is this, Newsmax, and I just want to read these to you. The one on Daily Wire, the title is, Israel releases interrogation footage of Hamas terrorists. Orders were to kill as many people as possible. And this again is from Daily Wire, November 2nd, 2023. That's today. Let's see, who wrote this? It doesn't give a name about who wrote it. Interesting. No name about who wrote it. Okay, that's all right. It says, the Israel... Security Authority, ISA, released footage from an interrogation this week of a Hamas terrorist who massacred Israeli citizens during the October 7 attack in which he said they were ordered to kill as many people as possible, including children. The interrogation of Hamas 
Nukba terrorist Omar Abu Rusha comes after he was involved in the attack on Israeli civilians inside Kafar Aza. So before I go on anymore, this um, gentleman, I, uh, Omar Abu Russia, it's spelled R-U-S-H-A, I'm assuming that's Russia, um, he says and claims that on October 7th when they attacked, he being one of those terrorists, they were under orders just to kill people, men, women, and children. That was their mission. He said, it goes on to say, our mission was to kill. We were not told to kidnap, only to kill, to kill everyone we saw and then to return. Our mission was in the area of Kafar Aza. He said that it doesn't matter if the people Hamas encountered were men, women, or children. The orders were given, uh, or were given, were to kill as many people as possible. He said the Hamas leaders told the terrorists that everyone that they encountered in Israel should be viewed as a soldier. So, ladies and gentlemen, the reason I wanted to bring this out. And, I, and there's a little bit more to this article. I'm gonna, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm gonna read this to you. But <clears throat> there's so many people saying, "No, that's not true." We had early reports that babies had their heads cut off by these Hamas terrorists. Now people are saying, "No, that's tr- not true. That can't be verified." And I googled it. I looked it up, and I found many articles from what many might consider reputable, reputable um, news outlets saying that it is true. The only ones that are saying, well, it can't be verified (laughs) are not very reputable news sources or they're Muslim-based or Muslim... uh, Well, let me put it this way. They're either Muslim-based, like Al Jazeera, or they're very left-leaning, which still stands with the Muslims, so they're Muslim-based. Everybody else, for them, I'm not going to say everybody, but many of the others are just like, yeah, this has been confirmed. Excuse me, I still got some weird tickle in my throat. Anyways, this goes on. He said that he was assigned to a kibbutz to attack and that when he broke into the village, they set fires to the homes, gunned down innocent civilians and committed other crimes. We went through the first house. We checked it. It was empty. He said Hamas set fire to the room from the outside. Afterwards, someone came out from the backyard with a pipe. Abu Ahmed and Hamza saw the, saw him. They shot and killed him. He went to the second house, he continued. We fired at the windows and broke the glass. We checked the house and found it was empty. I lit the second room on fire. At the third house, we encountered a woman, so they shot and killed her. Now, this is the terrorist himself giving this testimony. At the third house they encountered, or they went to, they encountered a woman, and they shot and killed this woman. He said that they later broke into another home and heard children crying from inside a safe room. And so they opened fire on the safe room. Now, before I go on, in Israel, and I've, I've seen this myself because, again, I stayed in Israel. I stayed in a, a nice home in Israel for a short time. And what I found amazing about this home is it's beautiful, has these big windows and everything, overlooked the Sea of Galilee. And they can hit a few buttons in the house. And instead of what, you know, like normal shutters or shades, the way we're used to them, these are heavy steel, uh, if you will, shutters that roll down over all the windows and all the doors, basically making that a bomb shelter of sorts. And that was just so that when or if these terrorists like this come over into Israel, that the people 
in the they're not absolutely impenetrable but they at least slow down the terrorists in the hopes that the IDF can get there and protect them before they break through and kill them all. So a lot of these homes either have those types of things around the entire home or they have a safe room that's very similar. So this is what he's referring to. He knows this because they were created to keep him out or, or slow him down at least. So he says, he said, they later broke into a home and heard children crying from inside a safe room. And so they opened fire on the safe room. He said that they fired at the room until the crying stopped because the people inside were dead. Ladies and gentlemen, put yourself in that situation on either side of that safe room. For just a moment, put yourself on the inside of the safe room. You hear the the, the guns being fired outside. You hear people dying and screaming. You run in, you bolt yourself into your safe room, safe room. You think you have at least a little bit of safety. And they just keep shooting on that safe room until the bullet, bullets penetrate the walls. Can you imagine the absolute terror being inside that safe room as bullets begin to fly through the wall and and as somebody on the outside is just spraying that room with bullets one two three four ten guys that we don't know but at least this one guy and everybody in that safe room with you you sit back nowhere to go no way to defend yourself and nowhere else to hide and you watch those bullets fly through the wall break through the wall killing your family your mom your dad grandma grandpa fellow children maybe your cousins, until finally one penetrates you. Now on the other side, put yourself on the other side of that wall. And many of you, I hope, won't be able to really be able to understand this. But standing there with an AK-47, standing there with some type of automatic weapon, firing at a wall until you see your bullets penetrate that wall. And then you just keep firing until there's no more sound from the inside, from these children that are hiding away, trying to stay safe. This is what Hamas has done. And this is what many, even in this country, are celebrating the absolute torturous, hideous, evil murder of innocent civilian Jewish fathers, mothers, babies, grandparents, and why? Simply because they are Jewish. This article goes continues. He said that he and another Hamas terrorist later surrendered to the IDF after a roughly 10-minute gun battle. He said there was no difference between them and ISIS and that some of what he saw was even worse than ISIS. He said that his family had no idea that he was in Hamas and that if they did, his father would kill him for what he did to innocent Israeli families. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of that short article. I'm sorry, I'm I'm still sitting here, uh, even though on one hand I believe it because I know this to be true. As I've said before, I have friends in Israel that have kept us abreast of what's really going on. We have somebody that we know that was called up for service in the IDF, and he's been putting out clips and videos and sending us information about what's really going on. And what really blows me away is these... Uh, especially in America, these pro-Palestinian, anti... what You see, it's not the fact that it's just pro-Palestinian. If you think the Palestinian people are kind of caught in the middle of this, I can kind of understand that sort of kind of ignorance. But what these you know, supposed pro-Palestinian rallies become are anti-Israel rallies. And that's what it's really about, ladies and gentlemen. So, so moms and dads, if you have college age or even high school age kids... That, that you better check on them. Hey, son, hey, daughter, call them up. 
especially if they're out of the house and they're, you know, another state or something, call them up and say, hey, what's going on? Have you been to any of these Palestinian, pro-Palestinian rallies or anti-Jewish rallies? And if they say yes, I don't know. This guy, at least his, his parents were uh, kind of correct in this. He said, and this is the last part of this article again, this terrorist said that if his family, they had no idea that he was in, in Hamas. And if they did, if his family found out that he was part of Hamas, his father would kill him for what he did to innocent Israeli families. His father, his own father, his own flesh and blood would kill him for what he did to the innocent families in Israel. Now, I'm not telling you, ladies and gentlemen, to go that far, but I don't know. Maybe you should stop paying for their education at one of these liberal colleges anyways, but especially, especially if they're dancing around and parading around waving a Palestinian flag or worse, cursing Israel. And I know I touched upon this in another episode, but all of it, it just seems like a lot, maybe not all, of course, but a lot of the Jewish people in America are very left-leaning and they voted for the very politicians and policies that made all of this happen. Shame on you. There's a lot of Christians that, or people, I should say people, because they're not really Christians, but people who claim to be Christian that vote very liberal, very left-leaning and voted for the policies and the people that made all of this possible. Shame on you. Your hands are just as red with the blood of the innocent as this Hamas terrorist who went on record saying this is what we did. You're just as guilty. You're just as guilty as the people who pulled the trigger because you made this possible. (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen, I really don't understand how else to say it. And I don't understand how especially Americans can purposefully, on purpose, put their head in the sand. I, I really, I really don't understand it. It's time to get your head out of your cake. I'll put it that way and start looking at this honestly and truthfully and make the needed adjustments in your life and in your voting, especially you liberal Jews, because you voted for this, whether you like it or not. You voted for this. You voted for this. You have become, with your vote, the murderers of your own people. Christians, we are to be blessing Israel. And if you vote liberal, if you vote Democrat, you voted for this. The very people that the Bible says you are to bless and pray for, you've become murderers of the people God commands us to bless. Anyways, let me get on with this, ladies and gentlemen. This is, again, another article from Newsmax World, and the title of this is Israeli Volunteer Testifies. I I can't even stomach this, ladies and gentlemen, just even the title of this. I'm going to do my best, but I don't know whether to be brokenhearted and and break down and cry or to be angry and yell and scream or, or worse. I'm just so at my wits end with this. Now, I want to address those of you who have been standing by Israel, support Israel, understand this. Thank you. Thank you. Those of you who have been praying for Israel, thank you. The Word of God still says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Bless and pray for Israel, the land and the people in it. It doesn't say you have to agree with everything in it. But when we bless the land, the land will be at the place that it it causes and it calls upon the people of the land to then rise up and walk out righteously according to the word of God. <coughs> you cannot stop doing what you're called to do biblically just because you see the people of the land not being in full agreement with you. God said to do this. Anyways, let me let me just try to get through this. 
says the Israeli volunteer testifies Hamas baked baby to death. And this was published today, Thursday, the 2nd of November, 2023. And this was written by a gentleman by the name Mark Swanson. It says an Israeli volunteer who was a first responder in the aftermath of the October 7 terror attack and massacre at the hands of Hamas testified that he saw the remains of an infant that had been put in an oven and baked to death at Kfar Azah, a kibbutz near the Gaza border. More than 100 civilians were killed at the kibbutz. Asher Matskowitz testified, or I'm sorry, identified himself as deputy head of the Elad branch. He released a video of himself on Tuesday testifying to the atrocities committed by Hamas over the many hours of October 7th and 8th. He said he visited the Shura army base where Israel tries to identify its dead. Now I want you to understand something. It says here where Israel tries to uh, identify their dead. Why would it be so hard to identify a dead person? Well, it wouldn't if they died of natural causes or it wouldn't if they just died of, say, a single gunshot. That's brutal. That's horrible. But nonetheless, you can identify that body. It's very difficult to identify bodies that have been mutilated, tortured, and in this case, baked to death in an oven. This article goes on to say, he said, on that day, five or six trucks were expected to arrive with bags of bodies from Kafar Aza that were unfortunately horribly disfigured with several injuries, including people who were burned alive. Among them was a small bag, which we assumed held either body parts or the body of a baby. And we put it on one of the rooms there, or in one of the rooms there. As they opened the bag, there was a gruesome sight, what appeared to be a baby. They told us afterwards, after we left the room, and they had worked on the body to identify it, that after the terrorists murdered the parents in a very gruesome way at home, they then took the baby and literally put him into the kitchen oven. While the baby was still alive, they put him into the oven and they cooked the baby alive, he claims. The body was burned, and unfortunately, as far as I could see, the body became swollen as a result. A heating element of the oven became attached to the body itself. IDF previously has released details of babies found beheaded, of one cut from the womb of a woman, stabbed and placed in an oven to burn. IDF has released other images of the charred remains of infants that doesn't take account of what has what was done to older children, women, and men. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> again, I, I, I'm hearing this. This is There's part of me that's saying this is unbelievable. I, that somebody's got to be lying. This No human being could do this. But as we think back, even in our own not-so-long history here, not-so-long-ago history, ISIS would put people in cages, douse them with gasoline, and and light them on fire. ISIS would behead people. Those were the lucky ones. ISIS would rape and murder women in in such a way that they would, uh, pardon me for saying this, but this is just what's happening and we have to understand this. But ISIS, and now we're learning even Hamas, would rape these women and pass that woman around and the whole, if you will, gang, whoever's there, They would continue raping this woman until she was dead or near dead or everybody had their fill. Then they would kill her. This this is not just an ISIS issue. This is a Hamas issue. And as as we read here in that previous um, article, even a Hamas terrorist said, yeah, basically we're ISIS. 
And some of the things I saw were even worse than ISIS. So even though I'm reading this, and my mind, because I'm reading it, is trying to capture these images, my mind is finding it very difficult to capture these images because of the brutality of it. They were cutting, or at least one, they cut the baby out of the womb of a pregnant woman. They stuck a baby in the oven and cooked that baby to death. They were shooting up these safe rooms until the bullets penetrated them and killed all the children inside the safe rooms. They were ordered by their leaders, who were too cowardly to go on that murder spree themselves, but they were ordered to just kill as many men, women, and children as they could. And then there's people in our college campuses that want to decry Israel defending itself and making sure this never happens again. This is unbelievable. Let me let me continue with this article. Like I said, it's not very long. I'm almost done. Israel on October 23rd held a private screening for more than 200 journalists, showing 43 minutes of raw footage from the October 7 massacre to tamp down denials of atrocities that were already fomenting. So they have 43 minutes of raw footage, probably from security cameras and such, of this type of um, murder going on. And 200 journalists were allowed in to see this. More than 1,400 in Israel were killed in the massacre, more than 800 of those civilians. We must show the world these gruesome sights and tell the world that it is impossible to deny what these savages did, Moskowitz said. And again, this was from Mark Swanson on Newsmax World published today. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, again, I don't, I don't even fully, I can't comprehend it. I can't comprehend this. I can't, my mind does not go there. I have to be confronted with this kind of evil before my mind can even remotely go there. I don't think of these things on a daily basis. I don't process these things. These things aren't in my worldview. And yet now they are. Why? Because I have a great love for it. I have a love for humanity, but I have a love for Israel for a lot of reasons. Number one, they're people. Number one, they are human beings deserving of respect, deserving of life. So when somebody, even another human being comes in and brutally murders any of them, but especially children in such horrible, heinous, terrible ways. Yeah, it makes my blood boil. And I stand up and, I, and I'm going to stand up for those who are innocent these children. Another reason why I love Israel? Well, because the Bible tells me to. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I still read the Bible. I still believe the Bible. I follow it the best to my of my ability. And when I can so clearly see in there that that land, Israel, especially Jerusalem, the city of peace, is God's chosen land. That's his city. Those are his people. Then I want to be found on the side of God. I want to be found on the side of God. Now, before anybody says it again, I remember I, I, recently I was saying something to this effect. And somebody says, oh, so you just agree with everything Israel does? Don't be absurd. Don't be absurd. Don't be so foolish. And don't be so stupid. I know that most all of you, ladies and gentlemen, that's not the case with you. But there are actually some people on our planet, breathing our air, drinking our water, that are truly that stupid. I love the people of Los Angeles. This is my home. But I don't, I certainly don't agree with most of the politics, especially the policies and a lot of things that the people, including our leaders, do and say. Doesn't mean I love the place any less. I just don't like what's going on here. It's similar to that um, saying, and I'm probably going to butcher it, 
because I don't remember it word for word, but basically uh, you can love your country and not love your government. And that's kind of what I like, uh, the way I look at Israel. Do I, do I agree with everything that comes out of there? Do I agree with everything that their leaders say and do? Absolutely not. But the land itself and the people of the land I have a passion and a love for, again, for many reasons. But if it comes down to just one, because God does, and I want to be on his side, that alone compels me to stand with Israel. Not against anybody else, but for Israel. I guess the only people I'd stand against are those who attack Israel and murder its people and destroy its land. I don't hate them. I actually love them. But at the same time, I must stand up for what's right. I must stand up for righteousness. You see, it's like this. Jesus loves everybody to the point that he came. He came to the earth, died on the cross for everybody because according to John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only son. Jesus came because of his love for the world. But that doesn't automatically mean just because Jesus loves everybody, he provided salvation for everybody. It doesn't mean that everybody gets a pass. That doesn't mean that he likes everything people do. I love my children, but when I, I catch them stealing cookies out of the cookie jar, I don't like that act. Still love them, but I don't like what they're doing. See, so some of you got to really figure out really what love is and what justice is. Because some of you don't know. Oh, I know you use those, those words. And many of you young people will even march in the streets demanding justice for something. And you don't even understand what justice is. Many of you say, you know, well, if you love me, it's kind of love is love. So we have to look the other way when we disagree with behavior because of love. No, we don't. Because of love, I'm going to stand up for what's right because that's the seedbed of love. I just, for a while, I couldn't figure out why is this so difficult for people to understand? It's making sense to me now. Well, um, maybe it doesn't make sense, but at least I'm understanding the why behind it. Because so many in our culture and society don't even understand the meaning of certain words and concepts, such as justice, such as love, uh, and things of that nature. So anyways, back to this. I stand with Israel, ladies and gentlemen. Let it go on record. I stand with Israel. I stand with the Israeli people, but I stand with the land of Israel. Why? Because I stand with God. And wherever God is, I want to be. If God says I believe in something, I want to believe in it as well. If God commands me to believe in something or to stand with something or to pray, I want to do what God wants me to do. I want to be found on the side with God. And that may mean everybody else in the world hating me. But I want to do my best to stand with God. And God is on the side of Israel. Not because of her policies, not because of what she is or is not doing, but because God made a promise to that land and to the people of that land. And God will never break his covenant. He'll never break his promise. So I want to stand with God. This kind of wickedness coming against them, terrorists going in and killing men, women, and children, shooting room full, uh, safe rooms full of children until they're all dead. Terrorists going in there and putting live babies in the oven and cooking them alive. Cutting out um, babies from the mother's womb. Killing Innocent men killing innocent women and killing innocent children. Yeah, I'm against that. That kind of vile wickedness has got to stop. So is everything that Israel doing right now is 100% okay with God, okay with me? 
Probably not. I'd have to say no. But at the same time, what else are they supposed to do? Stand down and allow these guys to go just so they can reform, regroup, and come back and kill them some more? That would be foolishness on their part. As a matter of fact, I won't read the whole article, but here's an article right now, again from Daily Wire, where it says, Top Hamas official says this, We are ready to repeat October 7th attack again and again until Israel is annihilated. And this is the um, top Hamas official, Gaza, Ghazi Hamad. He said during a recent interview, and this was published yesterday, November 1st, on Daily Wire. And he referred to the attack as the Al, Al-Aqsa flood. And he says, we're going to do this again and again and again until... Israel is annihilated. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Now you understand, or I hope you understand, why Israel is unrelenting, unrelenting in their pursuit of every Hamas, not just the officials, but every terrorist. Hamas, Hezbollah, ISIS. And my hope is Israel brings them all down, destroys them all. And my prayer is innocent people, both Jews, Muslim, Christian, and otherwise, are not caught in the crossfire but this has to stop once and for all because this is the heart the passion and the drive of these wicked evil terrorist hamas officials and the terrorists working for them they're going to keep coming until israel's annihilated but i say israel needs to keep coming until hamas is annihilated it's the only way there will true be true peace in the city of peace jerusalem Thank you for joining us at Table Poopers. Please email me at gwccrobert at gmail.com, gwccrobert at gmail.com. Now go out and have a table-flipping day. Oh, Should I have said have a chipalicious day? Chipalicious. Now you're talking. Say goodbye, Chippy. Say goodbye.